You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. It's live from the table on... Rodog XM99 Sirius Satellite Radio. This is Dan Natterman. Noam is not here. Uh, he just simply has a lot on his plate. I don't know what that means. That's kind of like when Greg Brady told Marsha something suddenly came up. It's very ambiguous. He has a lot on his plate. What those things are, I do not know, but he cannot be here. Uh, so you'll be looking forward to a little less politics, a little more show business tonight, as is always the case when I'm hosting solo. And if that's your thing, then keep listening. If that's not your thing, then uh, go do something else. We have with us Perry Alashin Brand, as she always is. Her attendance is virtually perfect, 100%, I think. Hi. Uh, Good evening. I got an enraged text message from you. From me? No, yeah. I don't think you did. About why, why Noam's not going to be here? I don't want to air dirty laundry on the air. It's not dirty. I just said I don't know what that means a lot in this But as place. though I were going to know. I was going to know. Doesn't matter. It's his prerogative. We have with us Mia Jackson. Hello. Uh, Mia Jackson is from Georgia, it says in the introduction. I don't know I, how interesting that is. It's, I mean, because if I tell people, because if I say where I'm actually from, no one knows. Where you're you actually from? from. So I'm, I'm actually from Columbus, Georgia. Well, that's still Georgia. It's a it's a military town. So okay, you can that's... hear her accent. She is indeed <laughs> from the South. This is true. And she's been on seen our last comic standing epics and Comedy Central, and can be seen regularly right here at the Comedy Cellar. And also, Jim Tooze just sat his sweet ass down. Jim Tooze is a comedian, writer, animator, director who's been seen on NBC. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and you know author of a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. It says here, what, what bestseller is that? Because it doesn't have it the name called, of the bestseller on it. It was called Felines of New York. It was a parody of Humans of New York. Oh, I don't know Humans of New York. You don't, you don't know, know Humans of New York? No, I, I'm not familiar with that work. But, um, cause, it, and you don't, so Felines of New York, available where books are sold. Yeah. Does that include the, um, the, the guy around the corner with the table in front of he, the he Village he Underground? He will probably have copies of it at some point soon. So Felines of New York, we'll get to that. We'll also get to your new album Oatmeal, which just came out last week on Blonde Medicine, which is a label, I guess. That is a label. How come nobody ever plugs my books? Because you're the producer and, and your status as an on-air personality is still being hotly contested. <laughs> but I'm on air every she, she week. She does have, Periel does have a couple of books, uh, something about her vagina and something about... Uh, the only her. bush I... Trust is my own and On My Knees, both published by um, fairly respectable publishing houses. Oh, nice. Penguin and HarperCollins. I feel like that's le- and, uh, legit enough to mention. Who published your book, Jim Tews? Um, it was, um, I'm totally blanking right well, now. Well, probably not Simon, Simon & Schuster. Oh, was it Simon & Schuster? It was Simon & Schuster. Because that's like a big name to forget. I know. Well, <laughs> they don't uh, send me checks, so... Okay. I'm well, still, this I'm is why I'm writing hook. a book, by the way, and this is why I'm writing one, because I actually know people that have gotten books published. I don't know a soul who has ever sold a spec screenplay. Do not know one person. What are you of talking about? Of all the people about? I know who've written screenplays, I know people who've written screenplays, 
that were contracted to write. I don't know one person that just wrote a screenplay and, and sold, sold it on spec. Uh. I'm sure they exist. I've read, I've heard tell. I've never met one. Anyway, Mia and I want to get to, uh, Mia and I just worked together for a week. We did. At the Las Vegas, uh, Comedy Cellar Las yeah. Vegas. How was that? We had a good ass time, I think. I think it was a good it was a good week. The shows were good. They were good, yeah. And it was it seems to be the club is more full than it was the last time I was there, so the trend seems to yeah. be upward. No, it was good. Every I think I can't think of one night. All the shows was, were good. Yeah, everything was pretty good. The truth be told, me and I spent very little time yeah. together. We, we had did. one lunch with John Fish. We did. Hot chicken. Chicken joint at the Cosmopolitan Hotel. The rest of the time, I don't know what Mia was doing. <laughs> what were you doing? Well, let's talk about what, uh, what was I doing? <laughs> what was S- I some doing? Some combination of the following. Napping. I went to the spa. They have a spa for $10. Uh, for $10 a day pass to the spa. You can use the steam room, uh, jacuzzi, and sauna. A uh, lot of, um, I was watching R- Rome on Netflix, which I recommend. I enjoy it. I remember you making that suggestion. I was suggesting Yes. That. And uh, what did I do? I wish I could say I was doing a lot of writing. I was doing some writing. Okay. I was trying to write for the Comedy Central show, and I was able to get a couple of jokes for that, and we'll talk about the Comedy Central show. What was Mia doing? What was Mia doing? Let's see. Well, the first part of the week... My boyfriend came from oh, the yeah. nice. trip. Ransom. Ransom. You met Ransom. I did. Yeah. He's a, I thought he was like 25. He looks so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks looks very young, but he's 42. <laughs> but he looks, I'll show you a picture. He looks super young. Um, so he was there for a few days. That's nice. Yeah. I'll, look, I'll show you. But yeah, he, he was there for a little bit. And then um, what else did I do? Like just different comics I knew came in town, so I, you know, was just kind of hanging out. I did Soul Cycle for the first time, so that was um, it, it. And I could not get in and out of the pedals without help from the oh no instructor. The thing about the Vegas room is yeah. it's a full week. The comics yeah. we go for a full week, and you do the shows. The shows first show at seven, second show at nine, and then the rest of the time you have to figure just, out how to burn. 20, you know, 20 hours of the day, uh, you know. not gambling. And, and if you're not a gambler, as I am not, and uh, you've been, have you done the room, Jim? No, not yet. Okay, that's sk- insane. <laughs> she, he's looking. <laughs> what? Carrie's looking at the picture of Ransom right now. That guy's 42? <laughs> 42, yeah. That, there's no. no way he's 42. He's lying to you. Oh, he is. He is. No, he. How long have you guys been together? Oh, maybe like five years. Oh wow! Six maybe, yeah, like somewhere within that range. And we don't, we never, we don't have a specific date, so. Well, he, he, but yeah, that's <coughs> a very impressive young man. Yeah, so I say that as uh, as your father. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jim, you are you scheduled to go out there? No, I am not. Oh, did you ask Esty? I have asked twice. I mean, this seems like I'm getting into somewhat awkward territory. However, <laughs> no, it's not awkward. I, no, but I you, ask. And if I... you if you work here, yeah, as you do then there's no reason you shouldn't be working there. The standards are the same. I agree with you, Dan Natterman, but it is not up to me. I will put it out there that I would like to go to Vegas and for you, a week. And, and you may not want to go to Vegas for a week. No, I would like to. You'd have a good time. Who would you like to go with? Because the key to Las Vegas, the key to going doing Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas, is who do you go there with? Now, I was there with Mia and John Fish. That's a good crew. They are, and I and I ignore them the whole time. <laughs> but theoretically, you're insane. But theoretically, they're nice people. But I didn't hang out with them that. Theoretically, much. they're nice people. In, I, practice, not in practice, less so. Me, 
theory. Me and Mia and John went to lunch once. And that's about all we did together. Yeah. And I want to go with out Mia at... and her boyfriend and get his secret. I want to stay out of the sun with Mia's boyfriend. Uh, he, I know all the tricks. I know all the stuff <laughs> he uses. Who is your wish list besides Ransom? Ransom, I forgot his last name. It's a weird name, Ransom, but whatever. What is your, who is your wish list of people to go to Vegas with? Uh, uh, you, number one. He won't talk to you the whole time. Here's the thing. That's why. You'll go to lunch once. Uh, no, I would go with anybody. You'll get one lunch. I would go with anybody. I'm easy to get along with. I would, you know, yeah, I did but, a but mili- who do you prefer? Okay, well, I t- I'll tell you. I did a military tour in April with uh, Nathan McIntosh and Carmen Lynch. All right. And Aaron Foley, but she's in L.A. We, that was a, a dream team. All four of us. Uh, none of us were late. Nobody was the nobody was the the drag behind. You know, nobody was dead weight. Everybody. But dead weight? You mean on the show or just in, in socially? In so- socially and okay. uh, and on the show, you know, everybody's funny <clears> here. <throat> but everybody was like, "Hey, do you want to go do this? Do you want to go out into the town? Do you want?" We went to the pyramids. You know, on a layover, real adventurous spirits. Wow. So those two would definitely be on my list because I know that during the day. You're gonna, we you know what the thing is, and part trouble. of the reason why I wasn't as gregarious is, believe it or not, I get anxious. Even on an, It's a relatively easy gig. We're only doing 20-minute spots, two shows, and I'm not in the best frame of mind necessarily when I'm doing gigs. I'm, I'm not... I shouldn't be doing stand-up is what we're getting. <laughs> I'm very... I thought... I've said this many times on the air. I thought I would do stand-up for a few years, get my five minutes on Carson, get a sitcom, and that would be the end of it. As far as stand-up is concerned. And that didn't happen, of course. Yet. Well, it, it's not going to happen within five years or three years or whatever my Carson's initial projection dead, was. So. And Carson is dead, so that's not going to happen. But <laughs> I get, I still get very, very anxious. Before you go stand- on stage? That's correct. Even here? Except for here. This is the one exception. And even, even here, there's a tinge of it. Is it yeah. a good kind of anxious when you're on the road? Like well, it go- might be good in, in so far as it might be useful because yeah. anxiety can be useful to to focus you, but it's not good as far as me just enjoying the experience. I, right, I, you right. Know, I can't say I enjoyed being in Vegas. It was okay. Um, Why don't you get anxious here, though? Is it just because this you- is home and this is we're doing ten minute spots and it's home, and even then there's a slight tinge of ner- nervousness. When I do twenty minute spots. There's there's more nervousness, and then when I do a full headliner set, there's complete complete uh, nervousness. Such that and you're way out of your el- like element. Comfort and you're out of your element when yeah. you're in another place. Here, no, I get that. I, I'm in do my you guys that. get nervous before you get on stage? How long have you guys been doing stand up for? Ooh, uh, you want the real answer or the full time <laughs> answer? Because oh. <laughs> the 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 full time answer, I've only been full time for about six years full time, but oh, overall about. 15, yeah. Wow. What were you doing at the same time when you were starting? I I was a a corporate trainer. (laughs) I was a corporate trainer for a dot-com. But what about the nervousness yeah. part? The, nerv- the-, the nervousness part, I um, it depends on what kind of show it is. Like sometimes if I was doing shows that are super, super huge, I would get really, really nervous. But yeah, every time I'm, I'm here, there's always that, you know, because it's that thing that comes with like, oh, you're at the cellar. So I'm always like, ah, I don't want to panic. I don't want to panic before I get on stage here. I want to do a good job because I want to come back. <laughs> so I always have a slight level of panic when i'm when i'm here other other places like if i was going to do a bar show i'd be like 
Yeah, I'm fine. I feel pretty good. See, for about me, it's the opposite because here I is home, and a bar is there's drunk people that are going to throw bottles at me. Yeah, I know I can fight them though. Right. That's the thing. I can't fight anybody. Can't fight anybody here. Fighting ability, <laughs> right? <laughs> Questionable. How about you, Tuzi? Uh, I've been doing it 16 years now. Wow. Yeah, and it's full time off. But what and about on. the anxiety? Like, that's still uh, that still pops up once in a while. I've gotten better at it in the last couple years. But I'll tell you what kills me is when then when you're there at like at a show and you don't know you're headlining and you don't know who if anybody's gonna show up. Oh and then you yeah. have that whole thing oh, to deal you with. See, beforehand. I don't really much worry about the turnout. See, I, I, I gotta I'm, get I'm assuming thing. no one's coming. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not nobody I'm not famous. I mean if it's if it's a club that gets I know that whoever's in the audience <laughs> is probably there because the club is good, yeah. yeah. Not because they know who I am. There might be five people that know who I am. I'm not a name, and I, I know that. So that's 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 uh, you know. I'm not as nervous. That's as not I a used question. Yeah. You're not as nervous as I'm. Used to I, be. No. And it does get, the amount it gets of better every time. And does the amount of time that you're doing on stage influence whether you're nervous or not? Yeah, totally. It still does, but even that's gotten a little bit better because I've I've just learned to relax. I was I had I used to have pretty bad stage fright and and zero stage presence. I still have a little <laughs> I have a little more than zero now. But I was a very like by the book, I like writing stuff uh-huh. and saying it and then trying to to say it the funniest way possible. But now I've in the last, you know, Honestly, like three, four years, yeah. I've learned to just like get up there and relax because you know what you're doing. Me, you're me, fine. Mia's taking notes. I don't know if those notes had to oh, do with the show. No, it's <laughs> no I had to po- go tape in a few minutes. Oh, you're taping the Comedy Central thing. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to get my life together. Well, let's it's, talk about that. Comedy it's a Central. Whole lot happening. The co- this week at the Comedy Cellar is back for a third season. Back. I mean, they call it a season. It's like five or six episodes. And then. Is it? Whatever it no. is, it's, it's a relatively short season quote unquote and then it disappears for like seven months and then it comes back for another season is that true yeah that's i don't know why they're doing it that way yes. why they're piecemealing it like that because what was it the last why can't they just was- say we'll keep it on the air until such time as we don't want it on the air anymore but yeah. they do in six episodes so here, topical, six though. episodes there right. it's a topical it's show topical. for those of you who don't know uh, yeah tell everybody it. what it is well we've discussed it before so. but if you don't know this week at the Comedy Cellar, Comedy Central, Friday nights at, I'm not sure what time. 11. 11 p.m. Topical jokes. Comedians doing jokes about the week's events and other jokes too, but the focus is on the week's events. So they tape a bunch of comics and they use the, they use the ones they want to use for whatever reason. But it's I, pretty fucking hysterical. Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I watched him. Yamanika had a bit about the coronavirus that I was crying oh, about. Oh, I saw that clip watch it. Where she puts her foot up. Yeah, the somebody sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, Mia, you're taping uh, taping it tonight. Yeah. So, what are the topics uh, that they're preparing? I mean, I did it last night, but. So I know what the topics are, but I'm just asking Let me for, see. For, your, um, for the audience's the, benefit. Let's see the ones that are the ones that I pulled out that I wanted to talk about. Let's see. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the list. There's politics because a whole lot of stuff has happened in what the past 24 hours, as always. So politics. There's the um, there's some stuff about uh, women being distressed about their sex lives. That's a good. That was like a study that, that came was out. a study. Lots of times they'll have like news that nobody actually even. 
would even know is actual news. Right. Like, they'll say, like, oh, yeah. a study just came out. Right. And, 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 so nobody in the audience, I mean, we could do that theoretically anytime. Right, right, And nobody right. would be at home saying, no study came out like that. Right. Um, yeah, talk shows do that, too. You just yeah. say the other day yeah. after you right. say that. Right. There Here's was, something I just read. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Nobody care. Who cares though? None of it matters. But you know, but one of there was a study from a few months ago that I I thought was pretty cool because it was about it said women with bigger boobs have more um, respiratory issues, and I was like, oh, that might explain all of my life since 1992. So. But that was that was not. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> it was not on the show. Not on the show. It was just like it's just one of those studies where it was like, oh, that was a thing I didn't know, you know, but. Yeah, but I think one of the other topics for this week is, um, what is it? It's uh, obesity, 40% of... 40% of American of adults Americans. are obese. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's a- I, I came up with a joke for that, but it, it, I didn't do it because it probably wasn't that good. But I said, uh, I thought of maybe like, oh, 40% of Americans are obese, according to a study, and, and 60% of Americans that sit next to me on a plane are obese. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay, I guess. Maybe I should have said it. And then I didn't do that topic last night. I did a coronavirus joke. I did a joke about Women's History Month, because okay. March is Women's History Month. That is true. Uh, which I don't think anyone knows, but that is it's also not true. nearly as prominent as Black History Month. Right. Which, which I feel like, is Women's History Month, is it fairly new? Because I feel like I no, only I, heard well, about it. No, because I Googled that. <laughs> and it feels new. What I do is, if I want to write, this will give you some insight into the joke writing process, uh, audience, uh, you know, listeners. Uh, when I get a topic for, say, This Week at the Comedy Cellar, I research it a little bit so that I have more ma- potential material. So I Google. So I. So the topic is the topic is March is Women's History Month. That's the topic. I say, well, I don't know if I can do much with that. Uh, let's see what else I can find. But so I Google Women's History Month, and it says started in 1987. And I say, mm. well, I can't do much with that either. And so I read about it, and it ended up not coming up with anything. But the point is, is um, I figure the more I know about Women's History Month, the more something might click in. Like maybe Women's History Month was maybe, maybe Harvey Weinstein invented it. I mean, oh, maybe something that, he didn't. I mean, that but, would be but right. that would, would be funny if that happened. By the way, March is the month of Harvey Weinstein's birthday. I found that out because oh. I said maybe I could do something. I wonder if I got any of these sex criminals had a birthday in March, and maybe there's a joke that could be done with that. So I Google Cosby. Now, his is, I think, in June. I Google Weinstein. His is in March. And I say, maybe there's a joke there that Harvey Weinstein has a birthday in the month. It's Women's History Month. I didn't come up with anything. But that's the process that I went through to try to, like, to try to come up with an angle. To try you got to connect the dots. Try to connect the dots. Is there an association? Is there something that you can uh-huh. put together? And you want more dots. And the more right. dots you can find, the more possibility that something will hit you. So so you have a woman. I'm not going to ask you what it is, but you have a Woman's History Month joke. Do I have a? No, I don't. Because I, I go through and, and pick out the things that where I go, whatever piques my interest first, yeah. and I go, oh, okay, I like that one. You look at the one. list of possible topics. Yeah, like that one, then I'll go back through and then keep going down from there. Then I'll think about stuff I might already have that could work with it, just, yeah. you know, because right. I'm like, oh, what if I come up with something and then... Right, so what you can do is... falls apart. You can Sometimes <laughs> so. they'll give you a topic and you already have a joke in your act yeah, yeah, yeah. that hits that topic. Like, there's last month was Black History Month, mm-hmm. and that was one of the topics. So I, I, I have a joke already about... 
a, a woman at a bar that's saying she doesn't like black people and me pretending to agree with her just to get laid. <laughs> so I Is just that did, true? Well, that, uh, that's a joke, and it never happened. Uh-huh. It's an old joke of mine, but I figured, okay, that fits in uh-huh. with Black History Month. And so I did that joke. They didn't use it on the air. It didn't get a big laugh, and it usually does. But that night, it didn't get a big laugh. I thought it was really funny because you did it at the um, in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good joke. It usually gets laughs. It didn't that night in Comedy Central. My feeling is, and I think I'm right, if it doesn't get a big laugh in the room, they're not going to use it. They're just going to assume it's not a funny joke. They're not going to independently say, the audience didn't laugh, but we love it. Mm. Comedy Central's not going to do that, I don't think. And conversely, if the joke is not that good but gets roars, they're going to say, that's a good joke. (laughs) What do they know? Let's face it. People don't know anything. They're going by the audience. Is it short, and can we put captions on it? I think that's their... That's another thing. I mean, there's there's different factors. How much and can time it, can do you it guys fit do? into the time? Like they, they, can it fit into like if they have if they if they've already say edited, twenty five minutes of the show. How long? And they the need show? one more. Whatever it is, say it's twenty six minutes. Whatever it happens to be, and they got twenty four minutes. Now they need two minutes of jokes, and you have a three minute killer bit. They can't use it. So that's another <coughs> factor. They also want women. They want men. They want gay. They want. Different. They want inclusion. They want inclusion, mm-hmm. so that's another factor. Mm-hmm. So all these things go into the mix, and th- and then you're left with the show at the, every Friday. So how much time do you guys do on stage? Um, just like a regular ten minutes. set. Yeah, like ten, ten minutes. We do ten minutes, and they use what they want to use. Jim, have yeah. you done it? I don't want to. I mean, again, here we, I don't want to go. Here, here we, we go are again. Striking <laughs> out there. Uh, no, I did it. I did it last year. I hosted one show because uh, Sypha missed a flight, mm-hmm. and then they put me in a pinch. But you got the money. You got the TV I got the money. money. I got the money. I didn't make the cut though. Well, makes you feel any better? I didn't make the cut all last season. Yeah, that's, me, I hear me that a lot. Either. I didn't either. I'd like some taping money though. Yeah, it's good money. That. They 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 float just some decent money for what amounts to ten minutes on stage and however many however long you spent writing the the, the, the shit you know. Whatever that would be. Uh, You're really a, angling to get on again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really making a good impression. It's nice to get a little clip no, out I am, there. No, I, I, yeah. I worked hard this way. I mean, I, I, in fact, all Vegas, I was trying to work out that Corona joke and a couple other jokes. I had a joke about the White House. Uh, it didn't get good laughs. It got a good laugh in Vegas. I had a joke <laughs> about, like, the, all the candidates are old. They shouldn't call it the White House. They should call it the White Home. I, I remember that and, joke. Uh, yeah, it didn't do that well, so they probably won't use it. But how how dare they? And I I put it on Twitter, and I I it didn't get that many uh, likes, <laughs> so I should have. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good joke, because my coronavirus joke didn't get that many likes either, and it killed last night when I did it. You want to tell us what no, it is? No, because they might use they might use it. I hope they they might use it, because that one that's one they might use. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you too. In other Natterman career news, <laughs> and then we'll get to Jim's uh, special. Uh, I, I taped, um, Pete Davidson's got a movie coming out called King of Staten Island, and Judd Apatow was nice enough to invite me to do a small scene in it wherein I played a, um, I don't even know what the word would be, but during a minor league baseball game, I go out and I announce the, the ground ball challenge. If you can field a certain number of ground balls, you get free tickets to the next game. Oh, like the MC for the... Like, like a guy, I go out there, okay, everybody, and I went out in front in a real, in a real minor league game in Staten Island oh. and I was nervous as shit because they were like alright we're taping a movie so you, but I was in front of a real minor league fans oh. and I just said hey everybody are you ready for the ground ball challenge and whatever so I got a uh, an email from 
I think his name is Barry Men. He's one of the producers, not Judd, but there's another producer, saying uh, that it was cut out, but thank you, you did a great job. I don't know how typical that is. I thought it was... A, he said... It's very typical. Yeah, is it typical that they would send you an email yeah. saying you've been cut out? No, that's not typical. Yeah. I think that was a very courteous... Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Thing. I don't think that's typical. So they must... You they, usually don't find out until you show up at, like, at the, right at event. The, yeah. And then you're like, oh... At the round the red carpet. Yeah, yeah, you show up to go see yourself in the movie. Well, I, I would know better than that. I would know not to go... I wouldn't go anyway because I don't watch myself. But if I was new, I would make sure I wasn't cut out before I even told anybody I oh, was in a movie. I wouldn't. I've, I've, I've heard of people that, like, you know, they don't get invited to the big thing. They'll be like, everybody in my town, we can go watch the movie. And then they watch yeah. it and they're like, oh, oh, no, I'm not in this at all. So, yikes. Yeah. And what he did, what yeah. he did, the email said, sad news. And I, my heart sank because oh. it's like sad news. That sad news is how you somebody, when somebody <laughs> dies, you say sad yeah. news. Yeah, that's... He said sad news. <sighs> you didn't, your, your scene didn't make it in the movie. This, is what the, this is what the producer was. Sad news. Sad news. I could sw- like sad. Oh my God! Somebody just died. That's, that's Who the hell would say sad news? In, in to, to introduce that news. A bit intense. It's a bit intense. Right. For that kind of news, you would say, "Hey," uh, you would say, unf- "You would start with unfortunately." Well, what or, was the subject of the email? What was the? He- um, I don't remember. Was that sad news? Because that feels a lot. That feels. <laughs> no, like I don't a think lot. it was sad news. So mad. I don't think it was sad news. I no. would just. Like they, I can look that up. Tragic news. But I wonder if that means that he wanted it to be in, and then he was disappointed. So he's like, I got to let you know. Well, I think that, I mean, yeah. J- Judd's got a real affinity for um, subject Dan. Judd, subject Judd movie. Okay. okay. Subject so that, Judd movie. Okay. Dan, sad news. Mm. The Grounders Challenge didn't end up, in make, end up making the final cut. Okay, that's okay. That's not like. <laughs> now that we know it's not the subject. <laughs> but it wasn't the subject, which was a bummer because you were funny and totally credible. Anyway. Oh, that's nice. What a nice email. Right. I thought I lost my very first TV appearance because I thought I got, I was, Louis was my first TV appearance. A Louis, the Louis the, FX the, the show. FX show. And he's he seen me at a show and then we corresponded a bit and then uh, he emailed me and was like, hey, can you come tape this just a little part downstairs? I tape it. Uh, I look at my call sheet, right, and I think I'm going to be in this one episode. So I watch it with my girlfriend. I don't, re- I don't tell too many people. Uh, and then it gets to the end of the episode, nothing. So I'm devastated because I'm like, well, there goes my first TV appearance. Mm-hmm. And then I, as I'm piecing together what my scene was, I'm like, there was nowhere for it in that in that storyline. In that storyline. So I get home, I look at the the sides. And I look at the call sheet, and I was listed in the wrong episode on the call sheet. So I was theoretically going to be in the following weekend. So now I had this whole week to not tell anybody. <laughs> and then, luckily, towards the end of the episode, the following week, I ended up in the episode. But for, for I, I had that high and low. And I told a, a close group, group of friends, and then when I wasn't in by the end of the episode, I started getting texts. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. I was like, well, that's it. There was my shot. It's over I'm now. But well, no, again, I, you know, the, that's No email, I'm, though. No email. Yeah. Well, it was a very cut. nice email um, that he sent me. Um, and again, that's because I have a personal relationship with Judd, I suppose. And um, Anyway. Um, Showbiz. Well, that's what I wrote back. I wrote back that showbiz. You that's did? That's what I wrote oh, back. Wow. I mean, I probably should have written back 
thank you for the opportunity anyway. And yeah, probably. I just did wrote did back that catch. showbiz show up as one of the auto replies on your Google thing? No, no, no. <laughs> we don't sounds have good. That showbiz. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's no, really what you wrote back. Wrote not back even like hi, <laughs> thank you. No, and looking back, I probably should have written a little bit. I should have written more, but whatever. Uh, that's uh, that's been uh, that's done and. Barry, if you're listening. Is it Barry? Did, it, did I say Barry? That's what you said. Barry Mendel, I think. He's a big, yeah. big producer. producer. He's like a big name. Well, maybe you should fucking address it then. That's show well, business. It's Barry, Ma- Barry Mendel, yeah. He's like a big... Di- this like guy's like a big producer. Dan writes back, that's showbiz. <laughs> so outrageous. Well, that's just... Look, a 30-year-old you, you Dan Nademan would have written... This you are is, who you are, I, Dan. Thank you for the opportunity. People respect I'm a be- that. I, a beaten 50-year-old Dan Adamant. Right, you get that show, please. <laughs> uh, the coronavirus. Let's move on to the coronavirus, which everybody's talking about. It's one of the topics on... Uh, do you have a joke for it? Uh, you know what? I was I was trying to think of something, but this, this is going to sound really awful, but I wouldn't... I mean, I don't, I mean, I'll just say it because I don't think I'm going to do it, but it's not that it's a joke. It's just more that... Around this time of year, I usually am coughing all the time, like nonstop. So it's been really nice to see just like other people get judged. And I've been going around like, ha. That's funny. <laughs> Who's feeling Perry really good about it. themselves? That's <laughs> funny. I That's think it needs funny. a stronger punch, but, but Perry says. But, no, but one of my friends that she said today, she was like, yeah, I noticed. Like, she's like, what, have you done something different? Because you're not like you're not coughing as much. And so I've just been feeling. And I, but now I've become really harsh towards other people How, that are, on stage do you ever have are, like a coughing attack where you cannot finish your set um I, w- I one time had a somewhat of an asthma attack on stage one time that happened in a very smoky bar and there was a um there was an emt in the audience shut up Ooh, that's he was, hysterical he was like are you okay and then i was like no i'm fine and i'm just coughing and then and i had to get somebody to from the back of the room to go into my bag and get my inhaler oh and they passed God. it. All these people passed it up and the people started sending water to the stage <laughs> and then I Mia, just... that is hilarious. You ever have to blow your nose on stage? Starts uh, running? Uh, no. You got no. 35 minutes left in the set? No, I that, never had to do that. that. What do you do? I used to keep Clean a bag, bag of, um, I used to keep a lot of cough related items with me and someone thought I was a prop comic. Because I would just take it. <laughs> but like, look at Robitussin. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to be. Yeah. You know, you have to have full control of your voice up there, and if it's at all yeah. compromised, you have to blow your nose. What do you do if you blow? If you have to, I've blow never your had nose. that particular problem having to. Blow. I, 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 I would had probably that happen just, this winter. So I would probably sniff it. I would I just, probably. I just pulled the mic suck away. Suck it back. And just, <laughs> just sucked it back. I would suck it back. <laughs> as gross as that is. Yeah. Or you know, look like. Yeah, well, kinda... I mean, because we perform when we are sick because we we don't get sick pay. No. You either perform right. or you don't get paid. So, I was on stage. So we're I half realized... I mean, we're, we, I've been on stage like, you know, half dead, but That's you got to get paid. Damn, you know? I've done it. I realized I had Tic Tacs in my mouth the other day when I was on stage, and I was like, fuck. Oh, wait, I, I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, that's easy enough to rectify. You just ch- chew no, them and wh- swallow them. What not are you talking really. About? What do you got really? You can't chew them. You can't you chew them. Of course you can chew them. And if you had them in and then they're not there, somebody in the audience is going to go, she just swallowed. It was a disaster. So what do we think about coronavirus? I know Perielle has her, her uh, she's wearing a well, glove. Uh, well, I think that this is more prudent than those masks because they're saying She's that, wearing a blue glove on well, one hand like, like Michael Jackson. Is that your hand shaking hand? Well, I'm not shaking anybody's hand, but just like 
opening doors and subway things. It, the, the masks don't work. That's what I've heard, yeah. Like, the masks are for surgeons so as not to infect, like, a sterile site. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't work, so it's ridiculous. It's, like, mass fucking I've, panic. I've that it protects. If you have something, it, it yeah. will prevent you from right. passing it's, it around. Yeah, it's, but who it's, cares but, about that? Yeah. yeah, I want to protect me. Right. I don't care about other people that I right. give it. Right. Get we some know. gloves. We know. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. That's so what I, I heard. came across this. You know, it's just like a proctology glove or like a doctor glove, mm-hmm. and it seems you like get boxes uh, of those. Yeah. If, well, if, this might have. I'm going to predict something that's just so I get credit if it comes true, and if it doesn't, no one will remember anyway. This is going. Coronavirus is going to end up saving lives. Because we're going to start switching to a fist bump society as opposed to a handshake society. This will be a catalyst for change. I don't mind a fist bump. Because I think we need to get rid of the handshake anyway. When you think about it, a handshake is gross. Uh And we do it because that's the tradition. Uh The Japanese, weird as them people are, are on to something. I'm kidding around. (laughs) With the bow. It looks odd, but they're on to something. And it feels more formal anyway. I want to start bowing. Very formal. Ooh. Yeah, there's bowing no, seems you a should bit be fun. touching what about people. The, uh, what about the, the, the Roman handshake where you grab the other person's forearm? Forearm, hand I to forearm. I think you just don't want to touch uh, anything. I don't know. Is that better? I just, I mean, Is I that better to touch their forearm? I guess it would be. No, or you talk you about limiting bodily they, contact. Yeah. The forearm, is, they don't touch everything with their, with their forearm. Right. So, like, in other words, I just got out right. of the subway. I'm holding the bar. Right, and then I shake your hand. So now you've got subway bar hand. Yep. Yeah, but, that, but that's that's a breeding ground. That shit. You would think so. Uh, Doorknob subway. So, so thing. maybe this will finally push us in the direction of fist bumping, which I guess started out in the African American community. Did it? I thought, oh, I'm I just know. assuming. It did. <laughs> did it not? It, oh, I, mean, I don't know. Why is she supposed to know? And also, by the way, these microphones are filthy. Like, you want to talk about yeah. not catching shit? The microphones are filled. Is that what it is? I need now. Now we've got well, to do Mia some. Mia is talking research. about fist bumping. It seems it's like bu- it because I, it, I could swear that's where I first started it, seeing it. it. That, I mean, and I, I typically it makes sense. Typically, it's more often black people that will our trendsetters give me. Well, but that when I get a fist, it's typically uh, a black person that that extends his fist okay. for a bump more okay. often than a white man. All right, but I've seen I've seen white. Well, I've we seen, we do it because we also say. Use black terminology like. Uh, I mean, baseball Hall of Famer like Stan the, Musial. Like in my, in my, no, get baseball out. Hall of Famer Stan Musial used the fist bump during the 1950s-60s as an alternative to shaking hands. Musial was convinced that he was catching too many colds by picking up germs while shaking thousands of hands each year. So he adopted the fist bump as a friendly alternative. Hey, wait, this a black guy? I don't know. But he adopted it, but that doesn't mean he invented it. Mia, do you have to go? I do have to Okay, we I wish Mia luck. Go. Good luck, Mia. Uh, getting Thank on you. the show. Um, I'm going to look up. I don't know if he was black or white. Mia, thank now. you. He's right. white. Thank oh, he's you. a white man. But he might have. He said he adopted it. He didn't say he gave birth to it. So that is a white man. No question about it. But, but again, we don't know who invented it. Right. Well. Now, you might want to look that up. His name was Clark Dapp. Clark Dapp. Inventor of the Dapp. Oh, it's Dapp, yes. That's the, I haven't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> Dapp. Um, 
Super Tuesday, and I don't mean T U E S D A Y, I mean T E W S D A Y. That's how you Jim spell my last Tuesday. In case anybody was not familiar. And we'll, maybe we'll get to Super Tuesday, but the actual Super Tuesday. But Jim has uh, wanted to talk about, and we'd love to hear about, oatmeal. Not just applause, for breakfast anymore. It is his latest album on the label Blonde Medicine. Oatmeal, ladies and gentlemen. Available, I assume, on iTunes and all of that. Correct. Satellite radio. <coughs> Pandora. Where, where did you tape this thing? San Francisco. At, at what this club? This thing. Yeah. It's a place called The Setup. It's like a little, uh, it's a little room in the basement of like a beer bar kind of place. And they have like a, just a good, solid audience. It's like a 45 seats. And how maybe? many minutes is this uh, album? Is it's it like a 45 minute, yeah. Do oh, I got the time. Do comedians so buy the album on iTunes uh, or Pandora? Listen to it on Pandora. You can hear it on Sirius. Now, comics at the end of shows will often sell what we call in the business merch. Mm-hmm. Now, in the old days, comics would sell mostly CDs. They'd say, did you like the show? Well, here's a CD, and, and, you know, some percentage of it you didn't hear. Or maybe you didn't hear any of it. So buy the CD if you enjoyed me. Now it's something to take home. But I'm not seeing that anymore. I'm not seeing comedians selling CDs after shows. I'm seeing them selling T-shirts, bumper right. stickers, and so on. Beer koozies. Whatever it is. Beer are you selling oatmeal me? or your other albums after shows? Or do you have other merch? I, uh... So I have now the thing is drop cards, they're called. It's a company that sells um, digital audio, like albums, but they use like there's a website you go to and then they print up X amount of cards and the cards each have like a, uh, a, code. a code and oh, you send okay. them the graphics for the card and then that's what the, Brilliant. the audience, it's great. And then what I do is. So it's a code to download your CD. Right. And then I have uh, little buttons made up, like little one inch buttons that you put on like a jacket or whatever and uh yeah there you go i've got minor little ones i went I went small but i sell a bag of three different ones of those that i did the artwork for and then i do like pay what you want you get the buttons you get the card the but you it's mean a, a dream but, just a, a button that you put like on a pin. yeah i've got i'll i'll uh, give you do one. you i i've been told by people that i don't i'm not a merch guy because i hate standing out there and standing there and and, and selling you but, hate everything about the road Stuff. I don't love the road. Yes, that is not a <laughs> secret, and uh, I've never, I've never claimed to. But, but I'm told by people that do merch that the CDs is not the big sellers now. That you're better off with, uh, with yeah, because you don't listen to CDs anymore. Or yeah. that even, even an album is not. That you're better off with, um, with, with a T-shirt. It's something from your act. In other yeah. words, you have a joke, yeah, yeah, and the punchline yeah. of your joke yep. is "Go figure," and your T-shirt will say "Go figure" or whatever. Like would be. we could make you a great cousin Sheila, like baseball. Yeah, cap. I fuck cousin Sheila. Well, maybe not with the Maybe I not fuck, that, but, but yeah, uh, something like cousin Sheila. That's yeah. a great idea. I hard cousin Sheila. Yeah, whatever yeah, it would yeah, be. Yeah. And then you, then uh, I'm told that these are bigger sellers. Yeah. Than a CD would be. So I don't know if I, you, ha- you, you might want to consider a T-shirt. I did but- buttons are cheap to make. Buttons, and easy yeah. to find yeah. too. You know. And I did my last album was called I was in band. And I was in what? I was in band. B a n d band. Okay. Yep. So was I, by the way. And uh, well, I've got a button for you. Um, but, but only for say, one for freshman year. They say uh, I was in band, and people would buy those. Yeah, that's good. Because it's kind of like I mean, it doesn't it, like it's a maybe a conversation thing. It doesn't say your name on it, which is probably bad marketing. But whatever, yeah, that's you know? bad marketing. 
Uh, so is there any particular topics that you tackle on oatmeal that we haven't heard before? Obviously, comedians often will hit similar topics. We all live on the same planet and experience the same Do you know anyone craziness. with an oatmeal joke, Dan? No. I feel like oatmeal is so good. Like, you could actually oh, so sell oatmeal with, like, well, branded as oatmeal. I looked into oh, yeah. this. It's so in, good. I looked into getting, uh, for the release event that we did last week in Cleveland, I looked for packets that I could get that yeah. were blank, that yeah. I could rubber stamp. Um, but you could probably just on. get so them you, printed. You do have an oatmeal, you too, do have an no oatmeal joke stickers. in the album. I do. And is it, why is it... The title of the album, is that joke so prominent, or is it just, I just one it. of the jokes and you decided that that would be a good title? It's one of the jokes. Uh, I, th- I like a one-word title. Um, it's also, I get I get a little mushy on this album. I, t- I talk about my feelings quite a bit, all right, all right. so it's it's mushy. Oh, it's also it. good for you. Not, Maybe. not only is it a joke about oatmeal, but it's about mush. Mush. And the and sentimentality. A little, little bit bland. Uh, of Jim Two's, <laughs> but and it, not that exciting. Not but, real but, edgy. <laughs> um... Okay, well, uh, I, I've only done one album. I should do another. Because yeah, another you thing should. you do with those albums is you send it to Sirius Radio and they play the tracks and you get residual money. Yes. You and you can actually an make album. decent money with that. You do make decent money. That's uh, the, that's what's been keeping me out of a cubicle. All right. Yeah, a lot of comics are making good money. And I may go, okay, money just, just being played on Sirius, but if I had another album, then that would be helpful. And the people want it, Dan. Yeah, I'm sure it would do great. Well, it wouldn't do great. It would do fine. It would do okay. It's the worst. It, would, it wouldn't do great. I'm not famous. It's not going to do great. It's not going to take the world by storm. How do you know? Because I, I, I get it. I get it. I finally get it after all these you years. You don't have to take it by storm. You just have to. But if it gives, if it puts another grand in my pocket a month or whatever, would be that yeah. would be a very nice thing. Yeah. Uh, Super Tuesday, the other Super Tuesday, T-U-E-S-D, when Noam's not here, but we don't ha- need Noam to talk about politics. We can talk about politics without Noam. I did uh, all this homework because I thought Noam was going to be here, and I'm like, yeah, I got to keep Noam up. Yeah, Noam has a lot on his plate. I got to keep up. That's all I know. He's got a lot on his plate. That's all I know. That's but we I don't know. know what it is. I don't know what I hope it's nothing horrible or serious. I hope it's just, I hope it's good things. I wish Noam nothing but good things. I hope... I hope oh, a lot of his plate sweet. means he got a threesome. His wife finally relented and said we can have a threesome. <laughs> I hope that's what he meant by a lot on his plate. I doubt it. By the way, we did our first ad last week. Oh, yeah. I heard something about that. It was like a Blue boner chew. ad. Don't say that. <laughs> What's wrong with the boner ad? I don't know. There are very specific things we're not supposed to say. But um, it was exciting. We did our first ad. It was it was it was a, it was a uh, erectile dysfunction uh, related. Um, it's called Blue Chew. All right. And, yeah, and I believe it's for erection. It's enhancing. I, it's I for enhancing erection. Enhancing. I, I can't tell you how many people have hit me up. Be like, are you guys getting samples of those? Too? Well, I, 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 well, they should give us samples because if, if do you they, want I, some, I, you know, I don't know what you had. You this didn't tell kill- me. You didn't tell me what we had to say. I didn't have to say. You weren't here. Where were you last week? Well, I was in Vegas, as right. we had discussed at the top of the show, because I have to make a living. Could have used some. You blue understand? Chew in Vegas. And this. this this podcast is unfortunately not bringing in uh, yet, all yet. that many dollars uh, at this time. Super Tuesday. Any thoughts? Biden makes a huge comeback. Nobody saw it coming, or at least I didn't see it coming. I didn't. And I don't think many people did. Uh, Bloomberg and Warren, the big losers on Super Tuesday. Sa- uh, Sanders still... Crazy Bernie still hanging on, I guess. He won California, so that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, isn't he's it? still in the game. So I guess he's still in the game. I'm not holding out as much hope as I used to be. But. Are you a Bernie bro? 
I would, I would, that, I would lean towards Bernie. I would go Bernie or Warren, but I feel like so you're a real. I'd have to go so you know, if Noam were here, he would probably. This would be the time where he reprimanded you. Yep. And and in in a not so subtle way, called you a fool. Yep. Um, for your views, but what is it about Bernie in particular that uh, that excites you? Uh, he's not. He's not the same thing. I like the Medicare for all. I'm a big proponent of that. Uh, I'm crawling out of college debt even after having the GI Bill pay for yeah, a did. good Jim portion. Jim was in the... Uh, uh, so you want, Danielle, you want to sit down for a brief second? Danielle, the waitress, I thought might, might be interesting to hear uh, from one of our new waitresses, our new hires. You were in the military? He was, yeah, in, the was, was in the Coast Guard. Whoa! He was. He was protecting our our coast, and that's a, uh, a noble yes. thing. From, that's from, from I mean, from I was in Cleveland for a good portion of my tour. But. Prote- what, with Lake Erie? Yeah. No, because right, Lake Erie has Coast Guards people, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also saving fishermen that are like, I can go. It's not too rough out there. Yep. Do people yeah, in Cleveland have job. that accent? No. Well, they do if, <laughs> they do it when Jim, if, they, if they're calling up Jim to rescue them. Yeah. They're like, I. You were in the Coast Guard for four years. Yeah. Right out of college? Right out of high school. Right out of high school, yeah, right? 99 to 03. So you, even despite that, you still have student debt. So you want yep. Bernie to make it all go away. I don't, I'll take care of the rest of what I got. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that should be a problem that so many people have. I agree I, with I, you. I, I'm Just like with medical debt. And I'm, I'd be fine with going back to well, what did, some version of Obamacare that we had, but the way things currently are, I think they suck. What, what did you study in college? Film. See, this is the problem. Well, that I was my choice. I don't mind paying for people that study certain, like, you know, science. Why? and But film is borderline. Borderline L- what? The arts don't count? The arts they, aren't important? If you want to pay for it, do it. But, but I, how, I don't know that the taxpayer should be paying to study that. To study something that's going to be difficult for you to make a living at after. Well, that's one of the reasons I said I don't mind paying for what I've got left. But right now, and I wouldn't even, like, I would be like, well, that sucks. But right now, you'd have to go into the same amount of debt to become a nurse or something way more useful. But you'd pay it back. I mean, like certain professions, um, well, you'll pay. That's b- th- but that's still debatable. It's so much. It's, it's so much. It's psychotic that you have to well, go look, into that much debt to cover I, your I, education. I, I, I'm, again, I would say my position is is to study certain things. I'd be against it. I don't think uh, everybody, you know, you want to study classical uh, Greek poetry. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. the taxpayer that we should impose upon the taxpayer. Sure, I'll, I'll, I will even give you that, but. Right now, and I think we emphasize college too much. I think the bigger problem too. is telling everybody they have to go to college. Yes, to go to college and study to learn shit that you're likely not going to use. Now, I'm not saying that it, it, that knowledge is not a good thing, but th- the question is, is who should have to pay for that knowledge, and should the average taxpayer have to pay for me to study, you know, classical Greek or whatever? Well, look at you. You went to law school, I wasted and then you a lot didn't, even, yes, use, did. then you didn't did. even use that degree. That is correct. So is that a bigger th- waste of money? Yes, yeah, it should, was. Should, but, should, should, but the taxpayers pay didn't for pay for that money. But if right, they but I'm would, saying, though, like, and, uh, Jim's my, my, actually my using paid for it, And had he not paid for it, I wouldn't have gone. But I never would have taken out loans for that, for goodness sakes, because I didn't yeah. want to be a lawyer. Well, right. I mean, I went to grad school for creative writing, and 
I got a fellowship for it. I mean, can you imagine if I went into like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to be a, a fucking writer? I have a friend who is a scientist, a senior scientist at GlaxoSmithKline, and he just paid his student loans off. Jesus Christ. Well, look, I'm not against it, but I do think there should be some limitations on what somebody should be able to study and have the taxpayers pay for it. I'd be fine with that. As far as Medicare for all, I'm in favor of that. I think we we already kind of do that. I mean, the emergency room by law cannot throw you out if you show up there. (laughs) Yeah, but that's an extreme example. But the point is, is that... We, as a society, kind of feel intrinsically like nobody should just be denied medical care. That's kind no, we've, of, we've, we've yeah. already decided, we've that decided that by by having laws that say the emergency room has to take you. We have Medicaid. I don't think most Americans would agree to somebody dying of an illness because they can't pay for a doctor. I think we're Why? all... Why? That happens all the time. I mean, yeah, it, it is I possible. I mean, in this country, there... If you, I, I don't know what the statistics are. People don't go to the doctor because they can't afford it, but they, they can go to the emergency room, which is a shitty way of handling things, and that's why it would be cheaper, probably, to just have a Medicare for all. No, but if you have, like, a kid who, God forbid, has, like, cancer... You can go on, Medic- you can go on no, Medicaid. No, if, if your insurance doesn't cover certain I, I don't think... A ki- Look, I don't know. I'm telling you. Well, I, know. I, I don't think that's the case. I think if you, if you, especially if you're a kid, you have cancer, you're going to get treated. I know no. people that, that have gotten Medicaid. They, they've had cancer. They've got, they treated them. They, there and, are and so had many GoFundMe's. stories about which GoFundMe. That's not like no, a fucking terrible. plan. They had GoFundMe's because they needed to pay back. Their treatment, right, but they but got the treatment. No, but they got can, the treatment. It's that's they not, went. They might have gone I bankrupt. Mean, maybe the, okay, so maybe. And, and, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. I don't know how many people are dying in this. I don't know. I think that's a rarity, but that that's still you're going like, well, I'm at least they're is, not dying. No, no. That's why I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying we're already doing it in yeah. a shitty, awful, haphazard way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. GoFundMe so, is not a fucking I understand plan. that. My point was is that they got the treatment and they had to use GoFundMe to pay the debt that they owed from right, the treatment. But they I, didn't use the GoFundMe because they wouldn't have gotten right, the treatment. I understand what you're saying. The, the, but, but the point, I agree. GoFundMe is not is not a, a good medical plan. But the point is, is we've already, as a society, it seems to me, decided that people should be, shouldn't die because they they can't afford medical care. Now, the question is, what's the best way then to affect that? The best way to do it? Is it single payer? I don't know. Is it some other kind of a thing? I'm not sure. But I think everybody should be covered. So I agree with you with that. Um... I think Ob- Why is that considered that, like a left-wing sort of well, because, idea that everybody should have medical care? I don't understand that. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, I mean, how if you want to define it as left or a centrist, I don't know. A lot of people are against it because it seems socialisty to them. That's. I think that's what the big thing is. It's they they feel like it's socialism, communism. But we already kind of half have it. As I, I mean, there's me- yeah, there's medic, Medicare, Medicaid, or whatever. Medicaid, I think, for the poor. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You have to make if you make over a certain amount of money, you're just kind of fucked. Yeah, well, then you just have to go bankrupt. Or, yeah. Or, so uh, there's that, you know, just like uh, I mean, when, when I was in college, like I I realized I got fewer grants if I'd made slightly more money. So I kept working under the table to now, keep now. No one seems to think up. and. That, that there'll be less innovation if the government is in charge of... Of medicine? Of, 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 they won't be in charge of medicine. They'd be in charge of paying for medicine. 
there'd still be competition amongst private firms that want to develop products. And I, I think the evidence for Noam's point that he's made on this podcast is, is not good. I think I, I don't know if in, innovation would go down at all. I, I, I see that know. point, that, uh, but, but, but that's also, what that's but that's one of the things people worry about is if if all of a sudden the, now the government is basically deciding what treatments are going to be paid for and what treatments are not going to be paid for, and somehow that will affect the the innovation in the medical world. Well, I think there will always be a premium paid for innovation that saves somebody's lives, and rich people aren't going away, so. If you know what I mean, if somebody's willing, if Steve Jobs was here and got cancer, and it was some medic. Well, I don't know. I think in some systems the rich can't. They they got to go through the system. They can't just buy it on their own. I don't know. That in certain systems. Oh, in like 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 Canada or something. I think yeah. I think in Canada, I I don't I don't know how it works. And Noam would be better informed on all this. And this is where Noam comes in handy. Uh, I think there were, if you have money, there will always be a way to get better. Even if we're all provided care, there will always be a way for you to get something better. And in fact, Steve Jobs did get cancer, and didn't he not get treated? He was like well, drinking he, like spinach juice uh, or something? Yes, that was his own decision. I was just using him as an example. No, I know. So that, yeah, 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 yeah. that was a bad example, but you know what I mean. Anyway, I, that I, worked out well as for far him. as Bernie <laughs> is concerned, uh, I... I, I you know, half agree with uh, the education, agree with the health care, but I think Bernie's an idiot. And I, I, I... Why do you think Bernie's an idiot? I, 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 the way he rants about the 1%. Yeah, he feels a little loose sometimes. And the but way so he does talks the about billionaires not paying their fair share, which is imbecilic. <laughs> they pay more than everybody else. Can they you pay, do that impression, though, for like more than a second? I'm not an impressionist. If I, I happen to get an impression right, I don't want to do it again and ruin it. <laughs> the one percent. That was good. I mean, I guess I'm already halfway Bernie anyway, because I'm a Jew from the New York area. Danielle, did you want to sit down? I don't know if you have time. I guess she doesn't have time. Um, She's actually working. The way he goes on about billionaires and, and rich people not paying debt. their fair share is stupid. And the way he demonizes <laughs> billionaires is stupid. Um, billionaires, if we need them to pay more, because that's the only way we can raise the money, fine, but... We shouldn't treat them as the enemy. We should be grateful that they're a potential source of revenue. And if we have to utilize them and soak them, then we should do it with a little humility and say, we're going to soak you, but thank you. After they've been soaking everyone else for so long. But they haven't. But that's, that's where you and I part ways. I don't view billionaires as the enemy that's been soaking everybody else. I view them, I mean, maybe if you inherited the money and you didn't do anything for it, but... Most, but but if you built a company, I mean, if you built Amazon, if you built Apple, if you built all these great companies and don't you think revolutionized the, the, the our society, like then you made the money. You don't, you know. And what am I going to do? You, you yeah, there's a you lot didn't of those soak, cases. You didn't soak anybody. You didn't cheat no, anybody. You that, did it within the law. Have you watched that Frontline special on uh, Amazon? No. They had a. Uh, it's really interesting, but basically, Amazon makes the money it makes because of its how competitive it is and aggressively competitive, and how many corners they cut, and the money they put into finding ways to cut corners, and the cost is generally somebody else's comfort or right, and income. how little they pay. The well, they pay taxes. what the market will bear, and 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 if you had a bunch of little companies instead of one big Amazon, they'd pay shit too. So it's not like you're. you're is you know that what I mean? true? 
Why wouldn't they? They're, they're I don't know because it, they, then it suddenly becomes more competitive, right? Yeah, because you want if you want good workers, and there's twelve little companies instead of one Amazon. Like, is it ethical to well, do that? Well, then you're Just talking about you then you're talking about mono- monopoly. Yeah, which is what and, Amazon uh, is. Well, then then there might be an issue there with monopoly, but um, you know, with but but but. But Amazon also saves people a great deal of money because they're charged. They're 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 charging less for their products. And um, as far as what you're saying, is it ethical? I believe companies should pay what they pay, and if the people can't make it, then society should offer a safety net. So Amazon should pay should pay no more than it's legally obligated to pay. And if its employees, if its employees. Are starving? Then we, as a society, can but jump then, in. But and well, I don't. What does I don't, that mean? That means that we we offer welfare to those who who can't make a living or not making a living. So then it's, it's taxpayers paying to make sure that Amazon can stay in business, because Amazon Amazon was going to pay its Amazon employees. Says, Amazon pays what? Amazon can't operate without people working for it. If those people. Die because they starve. Because they're well, making then, three dollars an hour. Then let's perhaps put forward a minimum wage. Yeah. I, I mean, in other words, I don't see Amazon as the enemy. Amazon is doing what everybody I'm, I'm is using doing. Them Amazon as an is doing what you're doing when you get offered a gig. You're trying to get the most money when you, and then when you book your flight, you're trying to get the cheapest ticket. You're not. Yeah. And when you go to a candy store, when you go to a candy store, you, and when you, you buy. A chocolate bar. You don't say. You know, this isn't enough. I mean, I, I want to pay more for this chocolate bar because it's not fair that I'm only paying a dollar for this chocolate. You're paying the le- what you can get away with paying. You're, you're doing. Amazon is doing what you're doing every day. You're buying a pair of cheap sneakers that might have been made in China. Yeah. And you're not, not giving anymore. it much. You're not giving it much thought. So, I'm not looking to demonize Amazon. I can't if demonize we feel it because we've the, all participated so if the, for so long. You know. Uh, Amazon is doing what it has to do to stay in business and to satisfy its shareholders. And if society doesn't think that the wages are sufficient, we can employ a minimum wage. Um, or we can offer for people that, 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 that are falling through the cracks. Well, we why can don't offer we just them. make it have to be a livable wage? Well, then you talk about a minimum wage. Okay, yeah, then we can enact the minimum, minimum wage, wage law. Is, but the minimum wage, you know, What do you mean the minimum wage is, you know? The minimum wage... I mean, people can't afford to live in First this fucking country. First of all, people country. also have to understand that maybe if they're not making a lot of money, they're, that they, that maybe they their, their lifestyle. No, maybe their lifestyle should be. Maybe they don't need to have a family at this time. A or, lot of comedians. Well, if they can't afford it, maybe ever. I don't know that society. That is an insane thing to say. A lot of comedians don't have families for that very reason. That's that not is why. not why comedians <laughs> don't also, have families. That's, you're right. But comedians don't have families because they're all they're mentally still ill. No, yeah. <laughs> but some people. Family planning has to enter into it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, people in third world countries have like 17 children. I'm not talking about the third world countries. I'm talking about the United States of America. And um, our system is fucked up. And I don't know that everybody has an absolute right to have a family. I mean, that's a separate question and a separate issue. What? what? If they can't afford it. In other words, they have a right. They they have have the right, right, but I don't know that we need to pay for it. In other words, should we give everybody a minimum wage such that they can afford to have kids? Or should the minimum wage reflect what enough for a single person to get by. I, and if you want more, and if you want a family, then you have to 
do what get you have to get another job another job I, I guess i'm on the fence voting. i just know i'm on the fence i get what you're saying but like I, there are too many other countries where they do that and it works and they're not crumbling my sister lives in germany she married a german guy they had a kid they get paid for the kid and he's got a good job she's got a good job they they both get don't parental bring that leave. crap here. I know that's what. I, but I, like, we don't do that in this apart. country. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we don't do that in this country. Uh, part of the reason is is I don't think Americans have a great sense of solidarity with each other. No, and so we don't feel like we're all one big family and we're all in it together. Um, because we that, all think that we're we, that so many people think that they'll be on. T- I'm uh, t- it's, shit sucks right now, but I'm on my way up. Well, that's, that's what part, I keep that's thinking. That's part of it, and that's, that's part of it, and that's part of perhaps what makes us great in many ways. Uh, there's you know, not that Germany. Look, Germany is certainly an innovative country, but America is pretty badass in terms of the innovations that we've contributed to the world, and to what extent our system is you know. Promotes that, I don't I mean, know. If you want to talk about innovation, what about a communist country of China and every other country that develops the technology no, that don't, we're not they're, developing? They're not, they're not anywhere near, well, they don't come close to what the United States has developed technologically. I mean, they have some of their military stuff, I guess, is, is decent. The Chinese, you can't compare them to us. Um, creatively, or uh, and they're not communist as they as communist as they used to be. Uh, but um, anyway, I, I do think a lot of it is to do with the fact that Americans, we just don't feel like we're one big happy family. We, yeah. we don't feel like let's take care of each other. And, to you know, what it counts for that, I think we started off kind of as a bunch of rebels. Uh, and I think racial diversity might contribute to that. There have been studies demonstrating a lack of trust in diverse communities. And that might contribute to our lack of desire to help each other. Um, I don't know, but but uh, that's who, that's kind of who we are. We're kind of more independent-minded so than the Germans. So next is going to be Biden or Bernie. That's what's happening. Well, here. yeah, that's, that's what's that's happening. what it looks like. Biden or Bernie? What do you think? Uh, I think Biden. I guess I, I don't know. I'm I, not holding out a ton of hope for Bernie. I mean, I want it, but I feel like Biden's the Biden's the more familiar, comfortable. Has he kind of gone like a little bit bananas? I mean, he's getting overexcited. I don't know. I mean, people say that he misspeaks a lot. Anyhow, um, well, we do I have mean, to wrap this up. Well, we do have to discuss the last item on the agenda. Uh, we we don't have to. Well, we should. Weinstein verdict is, it is the last. March. I mean, now you want to discuss everything on the on the list. When Noam is here, we don't get to half the list. That's not true. We always we, get we've to already the given list. a full show, and the Weinstein verdict will be here next week. All right, fine. I mean, uh, I do feel like we would be all right, rem- I mean, remiss. We're, we're, I mean, it's a kind of a big deal. All right, okay. The Weinstein Nobody verdict. Nobody cares. Weinstein. I'm the only girl here, right? No. What do you give a shit? I I give a shit, okay, but. Uh, I mean, it's like a pretty. Women's it's, month. it's a pretty. It's a pretty big well, okay, deal. You know All right, well, you want to save it's it for Women's, women's Month? Well, it is Women's it Month. Is women's All right, yeah, so yeah, he was found guilty, I guess, of some uh, not of first degree rape, but a third degree rape. Third degree I don't know rape. what that is necessarily. <laughs> Here you but, go. Um, well, I don't know what it is, but uh, but it's. Um, I get, I don't know. Has he been sentenced yet? No, he's going to Rikers. He has not been sentenced yet. <sighs> But he, but then he hobbled out of the courtroom. He got taken out in an ambulance. 
because he said he was having palpitations. Well, that might well be, you know, he's well, not I mean, a young man. I have man. palpitations all the time. I don't ride around in fucking ambulances. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, what old rapists, physical they crumble. So I don't know what his physical health is. As soon as they get to the courtroom, that's when they start feeling everything. I mean, he was fine when he was, like, raping hundreds of right. women. First of all, I don't know that he was raping hundreds of women. He, yeah, right. I, I was Tens. not. Look, my feeling is this. My feeling is I'm in favor of due process. So I can't say I was excited that he was found guilty uh, because I wasn't in the courtroom. I didn't hear all the evidence. I didn't hear the cross-examination. I didn't hear the testimony. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful the decision was a right one. And if he was guilty of, of those things, then I'm glad that he was convicted. I'm not going to say I'm glad he was convicted in the abstract because that would mean that I'm assuming that he was guilty beforehand. Well, now, people that say I'm glad somebody was guilty means that they've already thought that he was. Gu- I'm glad somebody was convicted. If you say I'm glad so and so was convicted, well, do you, are you? That, are you could doubtful? I please finish my statement? Are you, I thought if you did. If you're saying I'm glad someone was convicted, that implies you feel he was guilty. But of course, how do you know he was guilty without due process? So since I wasn't in the courtroom, and now with, with OJ, we saw the court, we saw the whole thing. So that might have been an exception to the general rule. That is, if I'm not in the courtroom, I will trust the jury to do the right thing. And from what I know, it does seem like he was guilty. But again, I wasn't in the courtroom. So. But why do you have to be in the courtroom? I mean, like because that's why we have courts. But hundreds of women came forward. I mean, then why do we even have a pro- trial? But, so, then we should so just throw them in jail but, so, right away. Well, I mean, so you do you no agree opinion. that we should have a trial? Yes. If you agree that we should have a trial, that means that you agree that. He has to be proven guilty but in a he, court of so, law. And he was. And I'm Fine. happy that he was because but he's I'm a fucking that rapist. W- but there again, you assume that he's a rapist. Well, I don't assume anything. He was found guilty of fucking rape. That means he was a rapist, but what if he right? Was found, By but definition. If he, but if he was found not guilty, you wouldn't be saying, I guess he wasn't a rapist. You'd be outraged. Correct. Okay. So, in other words, you're making a decision based on what you know without... Having been in the courtroom, but, so you're saying the only you're way you're allowed to th- to feel a certain you, way. You're allowed to feel. I mean, the way. only way is to know this is if you're in the courtroom. That's why we have courts. Otherwise, we would say I mean, let's talk to Perry Ellen, have her decide. Well, we are talking to Perry. Or let's take a vote on Twitter and let not- that. We, the reason we don't do that is because even if somebody looks completely guilty, they may not be. But he was found guilty. He was. But my question to you is, is if, if, if he was found not guilty, you'd be screaming bloody murder. Yes. Okay. So you're not allowed to think that somebody's you're guilty based th- on evidence? You're allowed to think it, but you also have to say to yourself, I want to know everything there is to know about this case. I want to hear what I read on Twitter and what I read in the paper. I also would like to hear anything else that might be relevant. Which would come out in a court of law and which would not come out necessarily on Twitter? Well, I don't have, so, like, I don't read Twitter, but oh, I, I whatever, think there's an preponder- preponderance of evidence. Did you not have there a might, thought one way or the other before? My thought is he seems like he's likely guilty. Okay, so how can you can think that, but I can't? I can think it, but at the end of the day, I could say I think he's likely guilty, but I will, even though the jury is a highly flawed system, I will trust them to make the right decision. Highly flawed, by it the way. It is highly flawed, no question about it. But in other words, I'm not going to say I'm glad he was convicted. Because to say I'm glad he was convicted means that I've already, in my mind, decided he was guilty. Do you follow that logic? I do follow that logic. But so we, we all I haven't are, decided 
I didn't decide Wait, he was him, guilty. I only decided talk. that given what I know, he seems guilty. That's like saying, I, I, you like watching a football game and picking a team, and then that team, like, you, before you go into something where it's two parties versus one versus the other, you have some thought. I As have the following want, thought. He's probably yeah, guilty. I have another thought. I don't know if he's guilty. I have a third thought. The people in the jury room are best qualified to make that decision. So if he was found not guilty, I would have to reassess my initial... If, if he was found not guilty, a lot of people would okay. be outraged and screaming and yelling, correct? Yeah. yeah. My, I, would, I would not be one of those people. I would say, maybe I didn't hear something, maybe I didn't see something that yeah. came out at trial... I want to know what that is, yeah. and I would investigate it, and I would then make a decision based on that. But I wouldn't immediately yell and scream that justice was not done. I'd say, wait a minute, the jury said he was not guilty. Maybe they saw something, maybe they heard something that I didn't see or hear, because I wasn't in the courtroom. And I would then seek to, more than likely I wouldn't do anything, but if I, I would... I would, if I, before making a decision as to whether justice was done, I would try to find out what the jury saw or heard that made them think that. We're joined briefly, because we are almost done, by Steve. He's the guy that when you come to the Comedy Cellar and I'm when inside get into the now. show, he is inside. Hoo-ah. When you come to the Comedy Cellar and you want to get into the show, he's the guy standing at the door saying, name, and you give me a name, how many, two people, and he says, you're at the wrong location, it's around the corner, you're an idiot. Or whatever you might say. That's about right. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to Steve. has been on the show before. We're talking about the Weinstein verdict. I don't know if you have anything I that, mean, what that you you're dying to, to talk me about. Is so crazy. What I no, what I was saying to you is perfectly logical, hyperlogical. Do you you're, want to? Disc- you're not celebrating one way or the other. No, I'm saying people no, are. There are people. Yeah, they're allowed to. That are, they're, they're allowed to, and I think it's illogical. And it's not it's a, illogical. It, what you're saying is illogical. You obviously form an if opinion. If you're celebrating, that means you've assumed he was guilty. Yeah, I, I did assume he was guilty. <laughs> a lot of people did. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, you're allowed to. You're do not th- the judge. Fine. Respect but, but but you you're allowed to assume he's guilty. But you should say, I assume he's guilty. But I want to know more. I assume for now, given what I know, that he's guilty. But I'm going to see what the jury has to say. And then the jury I, said he's guilty. Okay. And then you go, yay. Well, no, then the jury, you might go, yay. <laughs> I'm going, okay, a guilty man, he's guilty. And you'd have done the same but, thing but if, if he was, he if he was, if he not was guilty. declared not guilty. You'd have guilty, done the same thing? If he was declared not guilty, I would have said that's a little strange. Let me see what I might have missed. Yeah, so you're Let me see what I might ob- not have seen. Okay, yeah, so you're being objective, but I don't understand what the... Are you upset that people are celebrating or just saying you're I'm upset at them being illogical? By, by celebrating, they're implying that they already knew he was guilty. That's why they're celebrating. Because they, they wanted assumed, him to. They, they wanted, assumed and wanted him, but and that's they, okay. But it's not... It might be okay. It's not logical. Logical is no, let's see... No, it might see, not be logical. Logical is let's but, see what... Maybe he's not guilty. I think he it's seems logical guilty. Maybe he's to not guilty. hear, like, let's see what the jury a, a says. Because women if those same people say, I celebrate justice. And if he was found not guilty, I would celebrate that if I felt upon investigating and researching that that was the right decision. Steve Fabrican, you say what? Well, I didn't really follow the trial, but I thought it was strange that he had that walker when it was appropriate. <laughs> he, all of a sudden, he has a prop on him. Yeah. And that's suspi- suspicious. But, like, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. Like, with Bill Cosby, when all those women started coming out, you assume that they're guilty. 
But of course, you wait till the trial trial's over. But you form an opinion. Right? Yeah, of you course. Form an opinion, we all do. You form an opinion, but in the back of your mind, you should be saying, but. There's a reason we have a trial. Sure. And, not, and there's a reason we don't call up Periel and say, what should we do with this guy? Due process. I believe <laughs> and, in that. And, uh, and, or Jim Toos, for that matter. There, and that's why we have a trial. You Fair know? enough. And, and so I, I, before forming an opinion, I, I form a preliminary opinion, but I also say, but there's no, I don't know everything. But let me ask you a question. Everybody thought uh, 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 Alfred Dreyfus was guilty. Wait, who's that? Oh, we're going back a few years. Okay. It's a, a French guy that got sentenced to Devil's Island in 1901 or something Another like rapist. that. Another rapist. No, no, he was found guilty. Alleged. Of, he was found guilty of treason, and he was sent to Devil's Island, and then it turned out it wasn't him. So, because <laughs> right, be, and that happens. I'm not disputing that, and I think that it's good that we have trials too. Stephen, Are you, you saying, say what? You're saying bias can sometimes lead to a false conviction if it's overwhelming that so many people want this I'm guy to be I'm saying just because everybody thinks somebody's guilty and because it seems like they're guilty doesn't mean they're guilty. Stephen, you say what? It's better to let a thousand guilty men free than to convict one innocent man. Now, who said that? Was it was it uh, Cicero or David Tell? I thought I just made that up. Oh, you didn't. Uh, any other thoughts, Stephen? We're about to close out the show. But no, I, I just uh, was walking just by, by. And you waved me down. And I don't recall waving you down. Uh, maybe that was Perio. <laughs> <laughs> but we do enjoy having you on. Unfortunately, you uh, came late. We wanted you to come on earlier. Well, we're busy. You know, we have, we have a sold-out show, and uh, uh, we're shooting the comedy central. So you're uh, saying coronavirus has not affected the comedy seller as of now? Well, you know, sales for Corona have gone down because of the virus. That's I read that was actually not true. No, no, it is true. It is true. First, I read that they went down. Then I read that they didn't go down. And now Periel is saying... I read that they went down. I said we should have a special on Corona It would it'd be hard to believe it wouldn't go down. It'd be hard to believe it was completely unaffected. But I still eat Ebola. Cereal. Okay. <laughs> It would be hard to Thank believe. Thank you. I set you up for that, and Dan just fucking went on. I can't it believe. Would, it would be hard to believe that it had no effect at all. That would be hard to believe. They're was, sold out. No, coronavirus. Oh. Yeah, I that's lost what a, I lost a gig because of it. I had a gig at a country club in like a week and a half, and they canceled it. Where? In uh, Pennsylvania. And I think they're afraid of me, a New Yorker. Are you Jewish? No. Oh. What does you should tell them that because there's the Jewish community is starting to get targeted. You remind me of. I mean, uh, they might think I'm Jewish. You look a little like uh, Jeremy Piven. Anybody I've heard that before. It's working out better for him. <laughs> he, uh, Jim is a Sanders supporter. Oh. Uh, I gather, oh. and I know that Ew. Stephen is there not. There goes my spot. Stephen is not. A, I'm, I'm not a no, Marxist. You know that uh, Noam does not. Mix politics with booking. Yeah, I know, I know. And in fact, as I've said often, the opposite is true. I, I think. My theory is, is the more he disagrees with you, the more he's going to book you to prove that he is not biased. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he likes friction. And he enjoy, And this way, he can have you come here and he can lambaste you, which is his greatest pleasure he's in life. He's fun to talk to, even when you don't agree with him. Yeah, and, and he can give you a shellacking, which is something he enjoys. So he'd prefer to have you around. Or to have Dino well, Badala. Dino Badala was a Palestinian activist, if you will, that 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 uh, Noam's father enjoyed hollering at, but it never affected his spots because Noam's father liked Dean coming down, so he could holler at him. He's very objective, and possibly turn him around one day. Possibly, but very unlikely. Not likely. Where is Noam? 
Noam has a lot on his plate. <laughs> Blue chew. What the hell does that mean? It means he has a lot on his plate. I don't know what it means. Oh, he's probably uh, away. Uh, uh, no, he would say he's away. A lot on his plate is... If he's away, he would say I'm away, but he has a lot on his plate. Well, Super Tuesday. I don't know what it is. I'm he's hoping it's nothing. I, I, I hope it's nothing. Well, that might be it. He's I listening hope, to oatmeal. Yeah. I hope it's nothing. <laughs> I hope it's. I hope it's all good things that he has on his plate. I hope it's filet mignon and and uh, and, and 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 king crab. I I hope he has. I'm being metaphorical. That is to say, I hope sounds whatever sar- on his plate is is wonderful things. It sounds a little more sarcastic than metaphorical. It can be metacastical. Metatastical. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I, I think that uh, his, this is a low priority for him. This podcast, but um, but that's I'm sure the listeners appreciate that. <laughs> We're cutting that out. I, th- I well, I've said that before, but you can cut it out. I think I it's I think it's obvious. I paid close attention to the news for three days, thinking Noam was going to be here. What, what have you learned? I learned a lot. I'm going to act like Noam is going to be everywhere now. Well, when Noam so comes informed. in, you can talk to him about Bernie Sanders. Noam He'll be is happy. Noam to. is Noam thinks Bernie is is a buffoon. <laughs> uh, I'm of a similar mind. I agree, as I said to you, with a couple of his points. Yeah. Um, but basically, I think he's an idiot. Um, All right. That's not true. But um, it looks like it's going to be Biden anyway. I guess the way the momentum is going. But who knows? I mean, Biden. We thought Biden was out. Now he's in. It could, and it could turn around again, I guess. It's going to get exciting. We've only got, what, six more months of this? Uh, eight? Yeah, I guess so. Um, Jim Two's album, Oatmeal. It's a ride. Oatmeal is out and available on iTunes uh, and wherever CDs are sold. You can also, uh, he also wrote a New York Times bestseller called A Feline... Uh, Felines of New York. Felines of New York. It's a parody of humans of New York. Parody of humans in New York. A bestseller, I guess, in the category of... Animals. Animals. Okay. Wow. Well, they have a category. For real. That's a a pretty big deal. That's They have a category for everything on the New York Times bestsellers. Mia Jackson, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, find her on on YouTube and enjoy her uh, Georgia stylings. And you can catch me outside. And catch me outside. How about that? Steve. Catch me and, of course, Periel has two books out, <clears throat> both dealing with uh, sex. sex, I guess. Nobody, you, the, the fact that you haven't read them is just appalling, really. You don't need to read it. Just look at the cover. Well, the, the only bush I trust is my own and On My Knees or something yeah. of that nature. Um, She's naked fo- on the cover. You can follow us on Instagram at Live From The Table. Live From The Table. You can also send us your questions, comments, and suggestions at podcast at comedyseller.com. We love your feedback. In particularly if it's good. Name in town, name in town. Please be pithy. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Hopefully we'll have the full complement of Comedy Cellar podcast hosts the next time. I'm sorry for my absences, but again, uh, I have to make money. Uh, Noam, uh, I don't know where he is, but hopefully he'll be back next week. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.